Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Fodders, and welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Gwasco. This is episode 501. We have turned the page, turned the corner on episodes 500. If you have missed it so far, we had our very, very special guest, Cynthia Freeland, the one and only Cynthia Freeland, analytics expert from the NFL Network, was gracious enough to give us some time this weekend before, of course, she gets into her busy Sunday morning. And pretty much every day for her, of course, is busy with NFL football. But took some minutes with me this weekend on Saturday, and we broke down episode 500. It's a quick one, 20, 30 minutes. We break down a handful of her favorite second half league winners second half players to fade so those are traders players to trade for players to trade away also a couple of player trends of course she's known in the industry for her analytical breakdowns right next gen stats everything she does with the game of numbers we break those down a couple of trends positive or negative that might help us dice fantasy football in the second half and we also look at some of her favorite and least favorite fantasy schedules in the second half as well and then we talk a little bit of nfl straight football as well so if you haven't caught it yet dial it back an episode to episode 500 and i get into the second half chat with cynthia freeland i'm a huge fan of her i've respected her work for a very long time what she does with nfl network now when she was with espn she's all over nfl media of course and I've been uh, blessed to connect with her a couple of different times um, on various media networks. And it was great to have her on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast for the first time for our 500th episode. So once again, we have turned the corner and we have got it in here for episode 501. If you're new to the program, please subscribe to the podcast. You can download the podcast anywhere the Believe Podcast Networks are heard. The Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. You can also please give us a like, follow, and subscribe. Any of the networks you watch, the Fantasy Focused Network. That's Facebook, YouTube right here, Twitch, and Twitter. You can also catch us Fantasy Football Network on YouTube as well. Our good friends over there holding it down as well. Kai and Corey, big, uh, you know, those guys behind the scenes there. Boom bust fantasy, uh, good friends of ours, and uh, they've been on the program a couple of times, but they're putting in a lot of work behind the scenes with independent fantasy football channels. So we appreciate what they're doing as well. So huge network of independent fantasy football channels, big and small, a lot of different diverse content over there via YouTube. If you're into YouTube, go check out the fantasy football network on YouTube and you can get into it. If you haven't realized by now, I am rolling solo tonight. Just got done with Monday Night Football. I'm hyped. My Niners finally showed up for all four quarters, dominated the Rams. Very, very impressive. We're going to get to all of the, of course, Week 11 waiver wire ads like I do every single Monday. Dweez is not around this week. He's out with family business, so we're giving him the night off. But I'm going to give you my you know, top waiver ads per year, and I have my giant list. I'm also going to double up this week, and Jordan and I usually do on Tuesday nights, we usually do our week recaps. Recap. I'm going to double up tonight, and I'm going to blast through all the waivers by myself. I'm going to blast through all the game recaps by myself as well, and Jordan and myself are going to actually dedicate our episode tomorrow night looking ahead. 
Now, we got Cynthia's opinions on second half fades, buy, sells, schedules for fantasy. Jordan and I are going to give our version of that coming up tomorrow night on Tuesday. So make sure you flag right here on YouTube. Hit that bell. Hit the subscribe so you don't miss any of it. And, of course, that Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter family as well. So, again, I'm going to blast through it as quickly as I can. Solo episodes can be tough. Uh, because I'm just talking for an hour, so I'll have a couple of uh, breaks as well. But I'm very excited to get into this. And again, turning the corner on episode 500. So we're at 501. We're heading to 1,000. Super excited about that. Before I go any further, I'm going to catch breath for the first time uh, of many, I'm sure, this episode. I'm going to catch my breath here and give a quick shout-out to our friends at Bet Online. This is your number one online sports betting experts a note from bet online and i'll get into my week 11 waiver ads i'll be right back this episode of the candlestick kids is brought to you by bet online all eyes are back on the gridiron and his teams are back for another football season and as always bet online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season with the new updated site and interface even more odds props and contests bet online continues to be your number one source for everything football head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, go check out betonline.ag. Great mobile app as well. All right, y'all, let's get into this here. I am going to dive into, once again, I'm going to dive into the week. Week 11 waiver wire ads, and these are ours brought to you by our friends at Carafactor. We'll hear from them in a little bit. If you have not yet, me on Twitter at SkyGuasco, S-K-Y-G-U-A-S-C-O. Oh, and of course, you can find the Fantasy Focused Network anywhere on social media as well. I see some of you chiming in the comments already. I'll into you and your trade questions and, of course, your wire ads uh, as I take breaks and I get through this. But I got a lot to cover this evening. And again, I am rolling so, so I'm going to do my very best to keep this show uh, rolling. Okay, let's get into it here. Week 11 waiver wire ads. Now, this is the time of season where you may be running out of fab. You might be out of fab if you use fab. If you're new to fab and you're not familiar with what it is, it's free agent acquisition budget, F-A-A-B. I think it's the new wave in fantasy football. I prefer it. Uh, if you're still using waiver claim and you have that number one waiver claim, I would use it on A.J. Dillon of the Green Bay Packers, if still available. He probably is not. A, he's a primary handcuff to Aaron Jones, but he's also just kind of a, a backup in Dynasty. He's definitely not available. But look, in 10 to 12 team leagues, look to pick him up. It, it's it's probably unlikely because he's a running back, but he until this week, he hadn't gotten a ton of work, but he was trending up. Go look really quick for A.J. Dillon. You're going to have to type him in your waiver ad because I'm sure he's not going to come up in trending because he's just not available in that many leagues. But go look to see if you can either get A.J. Dillon off of waivers. If you can, look, this time of year, 11 weeks, we got like seven games left. I would be spending, you know, 50 plus percent of my remaining fab 
on Andy Dillon. That being said, if you're in a league with, let's say, 10 teams, for example, and the highest person in your league with Fab has, let's say, 60 bucks left out of a $100 budget, just for example, 60%. Well, they can't spend more than that, right? And they might have other needs, a quarterback, you know, a couple teams on by, or maybe a, a streaming tight end or a wide receiver, and they don't need a running back. Don't go crazy and spend all of your Fab if you don't have to, right? If the back has like $19 remaining in Fab, Look to spend 20 to 25 to out-budget them, but don't spend your full 50 if you don't have to. So just make sure you're doing those calculations uh, ahead of time so you're not just using unnecessary fab. But if those are stacked, you're going to have to spend up. And I would on A.J. Dillon, even though it might only be one or two weeks, I'm going to get to the game recaps and I'll kind of go through Aaron Jones and and the Packers. But long story short, Aaron Jones, MCL sprain, he's going to be out one to two weeks. Let's be honest, man. This could go longer. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, two elite running backs, two incredible specimens physically, and Aaron Jones is too. These guys have been unhealthy for two or three seasons now with Saquon and Christian McCaffrey on injuries that we expected them to come back from in three to four weeks, but they re-aggravate that. It turns into a hamstring thing, turns into a, a you know a calf thing. Saquon had the free, you know fluke uh, ankle sprain the other day or a couple weeks ago. So there's no guarantee that Aaron Jones even comes back fully healthy in one to two weeks. The Packers are going to be in the playoff run. They're looking for a number one seed with the Buccaneers falling off a little bit. The Rams going down tonight. The Packers are all of a sudden are back in the hunt for the number one seed. Only one team has a number one seed anymore in the, in the NFL playoffs. We know, of course, we want to host that in Green Bay. Three consecutive NFC championship games. They want to get over that hunt. And especially with Aaron Rodgers probably on his way out, they want to go out there. So even if Aaron Jones comes back 100% healthy in two weeks, he could honestly be you know minimized uh, until he gets more healthy down the stretch. So A.J. Dillon is the guy that I want or go trade for him. If you can, if you're in dynasty, maybe a couple, you know, a future pick or, you know, maybe an older player right now um, that, you know, may not necessarily help you win down the road, but AJ Dillon could help you win this season and down the road. So look to make those matches again, unlikely that he's available on where, but look to acquire AJ Dillon. My next guy, my next top waiver wire who should be available still on waivers because people haven't trusted him. He's let people down. He was drafted in the fifth round and was really disappointing until the last couple of weeks and still hasn't quite hit that breakout that we saw last year. My man, Brandon Ayuk of the San Francisco 49ers. Now, decent game tonight. Nothing crazy, right? Hasn't really broke out. But again, last year, the talent is there. Last year's a rookie. All right. Second half of the season, he was the number four wide receiver in fantasy football. Okay. The talent is there. We know that the 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 passing attempts aren't there for the 49ers usually. They ran the ball 40 times tonight, but it only takes minimal work, as we've seen with Debo Samuel. Now, Ayuk is definitely the number two behind Debo Samuel. Probably the number three if you include George Kittle, and maybe the number four if you include the running game for the 49ers. Nonetheless, he's trending up. He's still going to be on the cheap if you want to get him in redraft leagues. Probably more expensive in Dynasty because he's young and he's an ascending player. But in redraft leagues and maybe on the waiver wire, he is somebody able to look for. If A.J. Dillon's not available and you're looking for a wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk is the guy that I'm after.
Okay, those are my top two guys. Those are my top running back, top wide receiver, A.J. Dillon and Brandon Ayuk. No question about it. Now, my top tight end is going to be Dan Arnold. We've mentioned Dan Arnold multiple times. He already passes by. Love that, right? Brandon Ayuk is as well. So 26% manager, uh, managership, is that how you would say it? I don't like to use the word owned uh, in fantasy football for various reasons. I don't use the term. Uh, so he's managed in 26% of leagues. Now he's available then, right, in 70-plus. So Dan Arnold's still getting the targets. I know he's not a high-profile option. He's a streaming option at best. You can't trust the Jags. I get it. You tr can't trust Trevor Lawrence yet. I get it. But if you're streaming tight ends, you could do worse than Dan Arnold, who's getting five, six, eight targets a game, 50, 60 yards, and maybe a touchdown. That's a great stream for any tight end. TJ Hawkinson had zero points this week. Dalton Schultz had three fantasy points in, in PPR this week. Darren Waller's fallen off. I mean, there are there are guys uh, at the top who are not uh, producing on a weekly uh, opportunity. And a guy like Dan Arnold, who's not going to win you a week, he's at least getting the work. And when you're streaming tight ends, that's what you're looking for. So Dan Arnold is my top tight end when you're looking that way. Top DST, Carolina Panthers. They've looked very, very good. They played very well against the uh, against the Cardinals. Now, no Kyler Murray. I get it, but they've been playing very well. The secondary is legit. I forget, the last two drafts, they've spent nine consecutive picks on the defense. These guys are trending up. They're a great team in Dynasty to get a hold of. If you run uh, DSTs in Dynasty, the, the Carolina Panthers are a great team. If you miss out on the Panthers, who are available in 60% of your leagues, the Miami Dolphins are getting healthy finally in the secondary. They're available in 80% of leagues. So if you run a DST in your leagues, make sure you go check out the Miami Dolphins and the Carolina Panthers. Okay, and then if you're, again, if you're in kicker leagues, right, and I know the whole industry mocks kickers and it's like the cool thing to do all of a sudden in fantasy is to give shit to people that play in kicker leagues. Look, I'm a kicker guy. I'd rather play kicker and no DST. In my opinion, kickers bring you more points weekly. They're more predictable than DSTs are. I'll get rid of DST, keep a kicker, then get rid of kicker and D, but that's just me. Now we know, you know, our resident uh, TCK host here, Bob is the kicker guru. I know a lot of you get a lot of great uh, fantasy analysis from him on kickers specifically. So if you're looking for a kicker, our man Reggie, don't call him Randy, don't call me Reggie Bullock for the Tennessee Titans, playing very well, available in 75% of league. Jason Sanders, last year's number one kicker, Miami Dolphins. You could pick him up as well. And then Michael Badgley for the Colts, filling in for Rodrigo Blankenship while he's out. Bob's been bringing him up constantly, right? Look at Michael Badgley as well there for your top positions. So again, top running back, A.J. Dillon. Top wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk. Top tight end, Dan Arnold. Top DST, Carolina Panthers. And then the Miami Dolphins. Top kicker, Randy Bullock. And then Jason Sanders and Michael Badgley, if you need somebody there. Those are my top options for waivers. Now, again, usually Dewey's and I like really go in depth and he, and he breaks down, you know, his tops, uh, waiver pickups as well, and some trade talk. I'm going to keep the trade talk out of this particular episode. A, I've got a lot to cover still. B, 
Again, Jordan and I are going to preview some trade for targets tomorrow night and trade away targets tomorrow night as well, looking at the second half, including uh, fantasy playoffs as well. So stay tuned for trade targets. We'll have more of that conversation tomorrow night. And make sure you, you know, make sure you write out your questions. Come prepared tomorrow. I think it'll be a more interactive active episode while we're looking ahead to the second half a number of you have asked when we're doing a second episode this is going to be it tomorrow night feel free to come prepared and ask us any of those questions now i mentioned my top guys aj Dillon, brandon Ayuk, dan arnold panthers dolphins reggie bullock we call him reggie randy bullock is enters and michael badgley now if you're looking for other players if those guys aren't available right or you just you know you miss out on them you want to throw some more fab I'm going to go through my big list here and kind of bounce around positions, but this is the rest of the order that I would like to get at. Elijah Moore for the Jets, playing pretty well. Now, look, Mike White has actually played, you know, quite well. Uh, We'll see what happens when Zach Wilson comes back. But Corey Davis was back in this one, dropped a big pass late. The Jets were getting completely destroyed in this one. I do like Elijah Moore moving forward. Again, kind of like Brandon Ayuk, get him on the cheap because I think that the best is yet to come for Elijah Moore. So if you have a bench spot to cash in on, I would do that. I wouldn't pick him up to play him right away because I can't trust the Jets, but I would pick him up to stash if you need like a wide receiver four or five to cover some bye weeks coming up. Elijah Moore is a guy that I'm looking to get ahead of because I think the breakout is coming. Darnell Mooney, let's not forget, now he's on a bye, but last time they played, right? Last time they played against the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was a rough first half, but the second half, Justin Fields and the Bears came alive. Allen Robinson was getting targets, had a great play down the seam, and Sean's name, one of them rushing, right? Darnell Mooney, still available in 50-plus percent of your leagues. Go Darnell Mooney. He was one of my breakouts preseason. I drafted him in all my leagues, so... I've got him already from game day. Now, it's been tough because I drafted him early, and he didn't really come prepared early on. And, of course, Andy Dalton struggled. The Bears struggled. Play calling struggled. Justin Fields struggled. Allen Robinson struggled. David Montgomery went down. This defense has struggled. But Darnell Mooney is still my guy, so I want to get him again. He was dropped maybe last week because the Bears were on a bye. Go look at Darnell Mooney. Again, Dweez and I bring him up every single week. I have to keep bringing up Michael Gallup. Finally saw some work. Like splitting with Cedric Benson, but he was finally in now, right? Or Cedric Benson? How about that throwback? I'm sorry. Cedric Wilson for the Cowboys. Shouts out to our boy Cedric Will- uh, Benson, though. Cedric Wilson and Michael Gallup are kind of splitting that third role. Michael Gallup should be getting that back as he's healthy now. Still available in 50% of your league. Go look and see if Michael Gallup is around. And I know this is exhausting. Hopefully the last week I, I mentioned him on the waivers, but I have to bring up Rashad Bateman one more. All right. Still available in 40%. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Go get him. The breakout's coming. The targets are there, folks. The big plays are there. The touchdowns haven't come yet, and the, the big catches haven't come yet. He will get uh, his work eventually, and I want to be ahead of the curve again on Rashad Bateman. So my couple top wide receivers outside of Brandon Ayuk, Elijah Moore, Darnell Mooney, Michael Gallup, and, of course, Rashad Bateman, if available. Okay, let's get into a couple other guys now. I'm going to bounce around. It's pretty wide receiver heavy because most running backs are taken up at this point. But again, A.J. Dillon is that top dog there. Okay, I'll go down the list here. Some more DSTs, some more kickers. I got some deeper wide receivers, a couple quarterbacks to stream, and then a running back or two and a tight end as well. So here we go. All right, I mentioned the Panthers and the Dolphins. I also want to pick up the 49ers now. 
look, available in 50% of leagues, playing much better, getting health secondary. I thought they were going to get actually blown out against the Rams. So did everybody else. I'm a Niner fan. All right, repping the shirt tonight because I got the W and I got my boy Hall of Famer Frankie Gore behind me, if you can see on screen. Niners are going to get absolutely run to the point where I picked the Rams in an NFL <laughs> survivor pick and I'm booted because of it, right? Niners played very, very well. Now, they were hooked up in an emotional uh, game, you know, Monday Night Football. They've, they've got five straight wins against the Rams as a division rival, whatever. They played them very well. Nonetheless, the defense showed up. If you miss out on the Panthers, miss out on the Dolphins, the Niners, another one to pick up, okay? Take a look at Robbie Anderson. I know it's been frustrating. The targets remain there, and now Cam Newton is going to take over. I don't think he can throw the deep ball like he used to, but I think he's going to be more accurate, more over. I think the offense is going to move better than it was with Sam Darnold. They're going to be in the red zone more often, and if Caffrey is going to have any significant missing time again or at least lighten the workload for him getting banged up once again, Robbie Anderson could be another guy, again, worth a stash. Take a look at Tua. He was about benched, but he did the start. Jacoby Brissett got the start last week. And then Tua came in in relief because the Dolphins are getting run. Tua comes in, has a hell of a game in the second half there, all right? So take a look at Tua back off the bench. is streaming tight end for you. Logan Thomas came back off of his IR. Ricky Seals-Jones could be uh, losing work to Logan Thomas. Cole Komet. Another one, the Bears had a bye last week. Cole Komet could be another option there too as well. Now, Cam Newton should be picked up, right? He's available in like 85% of leagues. I didn't put him at the top for a few reasons. First of all, he's not technically the starter, although I think he becomes the starter later in the week. B, yes, he had his first carry, touchdown. First pass, touchdown. Good to be back in Carolina. He was hyped. The Panthers played very well. Cam played very well. It happened. Let's not he's he's worth a bench stash. He's worth a pickup. In super flex leagues, he might still be available. Single quarterback leagues, he's definitely available. So go ahead and pick him up. But let's not forget what Cam Newton was last year on the Patriots. Dominant running the ball in the first five, six, eight games because people were not prepared for him. They figured him out, figured he couldn't throw the ball deep. Couldn't throw underneath after a while, and they boxed him in, and his value went down the tubes in fantasy football. Now he's Cam. He can still run. We know that that's a cheat code in fantasy, but be careful. You know, Don't pick him up thinking he's going to be Cam a few years ago. I didn't put him at the top on purpose because I don't want to get overzealous about this. If anything, and you have Cam Newton on like some dynasty or, or, uh, or you can move him and, and trade, <laughs> this might be the highest hype you get for Cam now. Back, scores two touchdowns with the Panthers. Just temper expectations with Cam Newton, that's all. Tyler Conklin, we mentioned him every single week, but again, worth a stream there with the Vikings. You don't have to form. He looks like the number one here for the Tennessee Titans. I didn't put him up at the top again because of A.J. Dillon, but Deontay Foreman is much more available, available in 90% of leagues. It's not Adrian Peterson right now. Might be on the goal line, but Deontay Foreman was the one getting the bulk of the work. So if you miss out on A.J. Dillon, Deontay Foreman could be that guy. Another running back, Ramondre Stevenson. We brought him up a lot last week. He was picked up massively last week, and then he got injured. So he might have been dropped again, so you might have another opportunity. Go get Ramondre Stevenson. If Damian Harris misses time, again, Ramondre is definitely that guy. I didn't put him at the top. Again, A.J. Dillon. B, if Damian Harris is healthy, he's the guy. But now that Ramondre Stevenson played well and he had a great preseason, Bill's going to ride the hot hand, so to speak. 
But if Damian Harris comes back from a concussion and he and Ramondre split, both those guys are going to be a headache. But Ramondre should definitely be on your rosters as a functional running back. So keep an eye on him as well. Justin Fields, Mac Jones, right? These are some other guys. Jimmy Garoppolo had a nice uh, game tonight as well. Those are some other streaming quarterbacks you can keep uh, as well in single quarterback leagues. Again, usually in Superflex, most of those guys are gone, but take a look. Jamal Agnew won't go away, right? Wide receiver playing well, you know, dominating targets for Jacksonville, uh, touchdowns on occasion. He's a third down guy. Take a flyer on Jamal Agnew if you need somebody who's available in 90-plus percent of your leagues. And then, you know, Daniel Jones. Uh, could be getting work, right? Saquon should be coming back. Hopefully that helps the offense. Look at Daniel Jones, see if he's potentially an option. Then we got the Chargers defense, Chase McLaughlin, Washington football team defense. Although, unfortunately, Chase Young, right? Second year sensation, last year rookie. Um, out for the year, torn AC. That's going to be a bummer. They haven't been the same. But if you need a DST, you can look to pick them up. Brian Edwards, my man, finally scored a touchdown. Look at him as a streamer. CJ Ozama, uh, potentially a streamer there. Will Fuller could be coming back healthy finally. And then Gerald Everett had a huge game for Seattle. Didn't score, but he had a bunch of targets there in that kind of funky game there for Seattle. So maybe he gets more work as a streaming tight end. So again, huge list of names. I know that's a lot here. I'm going to blast through my top guys. Dylan Ayuk, right? And then it's going to be Dan Arnold at tight end, Carolina Panthers at DST, Randy Bullock as my kicker. My giant list one more time. I'll blast through it for you. Elijah Moore, Darnell Mooney, Michael Gallup, Miami Dolphins, 49ers, DSTs, Jason Sanders, the kicker for the Dolphins, Robbie Anderson. I know he's frustrating, but take a look there. Tua Tungavailoa, Logan Thomas, Cole Komet, Cam New, Tyler Conklin, Deontay Foreman, who should be, could be the number one there for Tennessee. If nothing else, he's at least a handcuff for AP, but he might be that guy there. Justin Fields, Badgley for the Colts, Jamal Agnew, Mac Jones, Chase McLaughlin, Ramon Stevenson, Chargers DST, Daniel Jones, Washington football team DST, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian Edwards, CJ Ozamba, Will Fuller, and Gerald Everett. It's a huge list of names. I broke down some of them, or more so than not, but I hope you get ahead of the waiver wire as well. So go check out the waiver wire. I'm going to catch my breath. We're going to give a shout out to our friends at Carefactor here, sponsoring this section. The waiver wire ads for week 11 brought to you by Carefactor. I'll be right back. Hey, TCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with CaraFactor. CaraFactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger-looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Care Factor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout 
to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. All right, let's get into the week 10 game recaps. This section brought to you by our friends at the Jersey Jungle. And of course, you know, I love to give a shout out to my friends at Jersey Jungle. I got Frankie Gore and Ricky Williams behind me, both Hall of Famers, in my opinion. Ricky Williams doing incredible things post career as well. Um, just what he does uh, with health and wellness and, and meditation. Of course, he's huge in, in the cannabis scene, uh, depending on your, your thoughts on that either way. But um, just great person. He's got a great podcast. He's really headed to astrology. If you're interested in that uh, at all, I highly recommend his podcast. You can go check it out. And, of course, Frank Gore has a fight coming up, apparently. Ridiculous. Um, nonetheless, of Frankie Gore. All right, folks, I'm going to dive into all of these games and do my very best to do the game caps. Again, I use Jordan, but I'm doing it solo tonight. I'm going to get through all the game recaps here, and then Jordan and I will do a look-ahead episode tomorrow night like we did with Cynthia Freeland on the previous episode, episode 500. Jordan and I will do that for episode 502. This is 501. We're turning the corner. Let's get into it. All right, we'll start here. Monday Night Football just wrapped up before I went live here, of course, podcasters. You're you're uh, after the fact here, but I just finished up a huge win for my Niners, thirty-one to ten. They get the win over the Rams. Look, the 49ers, I, I said it earlier, five straight wins for the 49ers over the Los Angeles Rams. Kyle Shanahan knows how to bring up a playbook: run, 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 play action pass. Jimmy Garoppolo, nineteen attempts. That's it. Only nineteen pass attempts doesn't matter. Two. Touchdowns, one of those going to Debo Samuel, one of his patented catch and runs best in the league in yak yards after catch. Of course, the other guy on the other side of the field, Cooper Cup, the other best in the NFL there. Debo Samuel, five catches, 97 yards and a touchdown. George Kittle catches the opening touchdown, 50 yards on five catches for him. And then I mentioned it earlier, Brandon Ayuk, three catches, 26 yards. Nothing crazy for Ayuk, but I'm telling you, it's coming. He was in the doghouse earlier this year. Him and Shanahan worked it out. I think he's going to be just fine. Moving forward, Elijah Mitchell, 27 carries, 91 yards. Jeff Wilson getting a lot more work. He's another name. I didn't mention him earlier, but if he's on waiver still, go get him as well. He's been on my IR slot all season long because I drafted him in like the 18th round or whatever, so I've been waiting it out. But Jeff Wilson, 10 carries, 28 yards. Debo Samuel, five carries, had a rushing touchdown one as well, so two touchdowns for Debo, 36 yards rushing, 40 rush attempts overall for the 49ers which is insane but how do you beat a, a you know great pass attack take the air out of the ball as they say run it control the clock incredible job by the 49ers Matt Stafford aside 243 and a touchdown but had two costly picks Cooper Cup gets his numbers 11 catches 122 yards Van Jefferson Three catches, 54 yards, but he had seven targets. I like that usage. He was targeted in the red zone three times. Didn't come away with a touchdown. But Van Jefferson, he's trending up as well with Robert Woods out. Odell Beckham had his debut for the Rams. Two catches, 18 yards on three targets. He will obviously get more work later. They used him really well as a decoy early in the game, but after the Niners took it away, they just had to use their, their top guys and run, uh, you know, run 
up tempo, so they needed that communication. Dell wasn't on the field much in the second half, but he will be fine moving forward. He did score in this game, had a costly fumble as well, but he got you a touchdown. And then Daryl Henderson, just five carries game for 31 yards. Sony Michelle, four carries for 20 yards. So the Rams get upended. The Niners absolutely dominated. They got beat by the Cardinals. They got beat by the Seahawks. People were worried about them at home. Of course, Niner fans are worried in general because they show up against big teams, get some great wins, and then have some duds versus some terrible teams. They show up against the Rams at home, get a huge divisional win right back in the you know wild card race, if you want to call it that. Four and five is tough, but one more and they're back in 500 and, and back in there. But the Rams will be just fine moving forward, but we'll see what happens there. Von Miller, the addition there from the Broncos, not much of a factor in this one, but those guys will gel eventually. Okay, let's move on here to the Chiefs and the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. Now, the Chiefs have been very uh, disappointing, I think, to say the least, over the last month of the season here. They're, you know, 6-4 and four on the season now. With a big win over the rival Raiders, of course, I was incorrect. The Chiefs finally showed up here, 41-14, a big win there. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs finally playing Chiefs football. 406 yards for Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes, 35 of 50. Now in the in the uh, receiving game, Travis Kelsey, eight for 119 on 10 targets. Tyreek Hill, seven for 83, two touchdowns on 10 targets as well. Darrell Williams. Through the air, nine for 101 and a touchdown. Caught all nine of his targets, played very well. And then Byron Pringle also got a touchdown there. Maybe he's a DFS flyer. Darrell Williams also 11 carries, 43 yards there on the ground. So the Chiefs finally showed up and played very impressive. And, and we've all kind of been waiting for the Chiefs to play Chiefs football. It's been a month. It's been tough. But uh, they finally showed up and beat up on the Raiders. And uh, really the point on national TV. So they, they, they got it done. Derek Carr on the other side, 261, two touchdowns and a costly pick. He was my quarterback stream of the week. Um, I thought he would go throw for three touchdowns. He got two and uh, had that pick there. He also had 18 yards rushing. Kenyon Drake, four Edwards, finally caught a touchdown, three catches, 88 yards. Our man Hunter Renfro, we streamed him a lot on the Sunday Live show. Nine targets, seven catches, just 46 yards, but also caught a touchdown. Deshaun Jackson makes his debut with the Raiders. One catch, 38 yards. Darren Waller, seven targets, but just four catches and 24 yards there. So unfortunately, Darren Waller, not the beast that we saw week one, but he is still a, a top tight end because he can go off at any given time. But the Chiefs hold it down and get it done. Let's start on Sunday. The or excuse me, the Bills and the Jets. The Bills bounce back after by the Jags nine to six last week. Take it out on the division rival Jets. Hold it down here. The Bills move to six and three, 45 17. No surprise here from the Bills. Diggs, eight catches, 162 and a touchdown. Gabe Davis, three catches, 105. Josh Allen played very well. Michael Carter scores another touchdown there. Corey Davis, five catches, 93. Could have been a lot more. Had a, a big drop late. And then Mike White uh, could not um, stay in the flames, if you will. It was a tough game for him. And all running backs, including Matt Breida, score for the Buffalo Bills. So Moss, Singletary, Breida, they all score a touchdown this week for the Buffalo Bills. So if you streamed any of them, you got me there and did well. 
Moving on to the Browns and the Patriots. Again, other, we had a lot of huge lopsided games, lopsided wins in this one. This one was very surprising. Nick Chubb out, Odell Beckham gone. Uh, Kareem Hunt still out as well above their offensive line. The secondary out for the Browns. They're really beat up right now, but the Patriots have been playing lights out offense and defense lately. Browns go down to the Patriots 45-7. to Baker Mayfield hurt in this game. We'll see what happens long-term. Case Keenum came in. Dearness Johnson comes in for Nick Chubb again, 19 carries, 99 yards. If this kid gets an opportunity, he needs to be started. He needs to be in your DFS lineups. He should be picked up and rostered in all, all leagues because that's the time of year we pick up handcuffs. He's the third stringer when Hunt and Chubb are healthy, but this kid is legit, and now he has 168, his first um, career game, 99 yards in this one. Ramondre Stevenson mentioned it earlier, 20 carries, 100 yards, and touchdowns in place of Damian Harris. And Hunter Henry, touchdowns here. He's been really hot in the last uh, month and a half. He had kind of a dud game last week, but trading very, very well. Hunter Henry, not Johnny Smith, is the guy there in New England. And Jacoby Myers, first career touchdown. Finally happened. Shouts out to our friend at Dan uh, Dan Harris, a fantasy pro. He uh, called it out because you know everybody calls it out every week, and it finally happened uh, for Jacoby Myers. So well done there. Okay, let's move on to the Bucks and the Washington football Bucks coming off a bye. Tom Brady off a bye usually is unbelievable. I, I it was a huge over under even on the road. And, and Alex Benavides and I both took the Bucks big in this one. Didn't happen. Huge upset this week. Washington football team upset the Buccaneers. They moved to three and six. Lose Chase Young as I mentioned, but the Bucks fall to six and three here in this one. 29-19. The Washington football team. Holds it down, takes care of vengeance. Again, another uh, kind of revenge for that wild card game last year when uh, the Bucks upended them and Taylor Heineke had a chance late, couldn't get it, and we know the rest is history. The Bucks going to win the Super Bowl with Brady. The football team had a chance last year. They come back, you know, had that bad taste in their mouth all season long, all offseason, come back and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers there. Tough day for Brady. Two interceptions. Mike Evans just two catches, 62 yards and a touchdown, but just two catches. We know he can disappear sometimes. Antonio Gibson, I was surprised here. He's been hurt for the last like month and a half. J.D. McKissick's played very well. I sat uh, Antonio Gibson, to be honest with you, in a league. Thankfully, I, I think for Mark Ingram, believe it or not, I sat Antonio Gibson for Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram went off, and that worked out. But Gibson, 24 carries, so he's healthy enough for that big workload. 64 yards and two touchdowns. Keep an eye on Gibby moving forward, but he is now back in the auto start category for a uh, high-end uh, running back two floor. And then, of course, has that RB1 ceiling. Terry McLaurin, six catches, 59 yards. Not much out of the Bucks, other than that. Tough day for Brady and the boys, but I think they'll be just fine. Look, if Brady's good off of a bye, he's even better off of a loss. And they've lost two now, plus that had that bye week. Brady's had three weeks to stew on this. I think the Bucks are going to get hot here moving forward. Our Falcons and the Cowboys. I thought the Falcons would have a better showing in this one. I don't know about win the game, but I thought it was going to be close. Matt Ryan, dreadful day. He had negative fantasy points for a while. I started him in a league, and it was absolutely dreadful. I had to pick up somebody. I started him uh, in place of Kyler Murray. Yikes, let's just say. <laughs> I didn't do so well in that particular league. Cowboys, huge win in this one again, 43-3. to Again, a lot of these teams coming with the vengeance here. Cowboys got embarrassed by the Broncos two weeks ago. Come out guns a-blazing at home, 43-3. to Cowboys moving a commanding lead here in the NFC. 
seven and two. Zeke, two touchdowns, looked very good in this game. Tony Pollard, over 100 total yards as well. CeeDee Lamb, six catches, 94 yards, and two touchdowns. Lamb over Cooper starting to happen, and that, that tide is turning there. Dak Prescott, 296 and two touchdowns. Defense, three picks, a blocked hunt, uh, block punt that went for a ton as well. So, unfortunately, the Falcons can't get out of their own way, even on special teams. Kyle Pitts, kind of the lone uh, bright spot there, four catches, 60 yards. Not a huge game, but still 10 points from a PPR tight end. You'll love to see it. Cordero Patterson, a week off. I'm not worried about it. If anything, I would go buy him low. Mike Davis is droppable. And, you know, Russell Gage had a big play that, that could have made it. Zacchaeus. Uh, turns back the pumpkin, Marty Ice uh, as well. I think the Falcons will be okay, but we know that, you know, they're not a team you can count on, but I think they're going to be just fine moving forward, at least for fantasy points, uh, if nothing else, because of, of of the garbage time there. So Falcons and Cowboys, Cowboys get the big win there. All right, one more, and then I'm going to take a quick break. I know I'm blazing through a lot here. I'm trying to cover all this stuff by myself here, so I'm, I apologize if I'm just, you know, mashing out all this information at you. Uh, trying to do my best to, to keep up with everything. Okay, Jags and Colts. This game was close, and honestly, the Jags had a, had an opportunity kind of late because the Colts came out guns a-blazing. They came out super hot. Uh, J- Jonathan Taylor had 100 yards rushing in the first quarter and then basically stopped. <laughs> he had 116 yards total. He had 100 of those in the first quarter. The Colts obviously let their foot off the gas and almost, almost, Gave this game away a little bit with the late surge by the Jags, but the Jags are the Jags. And as long as they don't play the Buffalo Bills or the Houston Texans, the Jags aren't going to get it done. So the Colts get the win 23-17. The Colts move back to 500. Jonathan Taylor looks slowed down in the second half, but absolutely on fire. 21 carries, 116 yards, a touchdown for the seventh straight game. With Derrick Henry out, CMC out, Saquon Barkley out, Alvin Kamara out, Dalvin Cook not Dalvin Cook, Zeke off and on, but not Zeke. Aaron Jones hurt now. Nick Chubb has been out. It's easily Jonathan Taylor. Easily Jonathan Taylor is the number one running back. And maybe we got a long season to go. We got a lot of playoffs. We got a long off season, depending on how CMC looks, Saquon looks, Dalvin looks, Alvin Kamara and the Saints, Derrick Henry. Keep an eye on, on uh, Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman Jr. stays healthy five catches or stays healthy, stays hot, I should say. Five catches, 71 yards. James Robinson. Now, I traded for the James, traded away James Robinson this week, right? I just got some other assets. I actually picked up Derrick Henry in the trade just because I'm doing well in that particular league. And I felt like I would be able to maybe wait out Derrick Henry if he even comes back, which he may not. This could be an absolute bonehead move on my part, but I'm in first place in the, in that league, and I thought I could wait it out here in James Robinson health, and that offense kind of scares me. But 12 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Stays pretty good. I mentioned Dan Arnold in the waiver section here. Five catches, 67 yards. Look, 11.7 PPR fantasy points from a streaming tight end. I'm telling you, that's gold. If he happens to score, which tight ends score on occasion, you can't really you know uh, predict those. If he scores goes up to 17 18 points that's straight up you know that's like weak winning for a tight end of any kind and especially a streamer so dan arnold i'm telling you go uh go look to pick him up carson wentz doesn't do much passing but it was just kind of a game control 
you know, get in there, handle business. They snuck away with this win, but it's a win nonetheless for the Colts. So Carson Wentz, I think, will be just fine. Although, keep an eye on, on Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is an auto start, obviously. Carson Wentz and Superflex is an auto start unless you have other options. The six quarterback leagues look to move off of him next week. They play the Buffalo Bills, and I know the Bills didn't show up against the Jags, came back with a vengeance against the Jets. Colts offense much better than the Jets, but number one against quarterbacks are the Buffalo Bills. So look to maybe move off and pick up one of my streamers next week here at place of Carson Wentz if you possibly can. All right, folks, I got a couple games left, but I got to catch my breath. It's been a lot here <laughs> blasting through all this stuff. So I'm going to take a quailer, get some water here, and give a quick shout to our friends at the Jersey Jungle. And, of course, this segment, the Week 10 Game Recaps, brought to you by our friends at the Jersey Jungle. I'll be right back with the rest of our game recaps. Are you a merchandise maniac or Jersey junkie like myself? You need to check out the Jersey Jungle. They handle their business on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. You can use their promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three or more jerseys. Now, if you've been watching the show for this season or a couple seasons, you know that my backdrop, if you're streaming live with us on video, you know my backdrop is always a couple of jerseys. Those jerseys are coming from the Jersey Jungle. They're high-quality stitch and twill jerseys. I collect NFL jerseys, but I'm also a baseball guy. So I have baseball jerseys as well. I collect Hall of Fame jerseys. I have a Jackie Robinson. I have a Ken Griffey Jr. I have a Willie Mays jersey. I got a Shohei Otani jersey as well because the guy has been absolutely on fire. Go get yourself a jersey. Basketball, baseball, hockey, football, college. They got rookies as well. Home away. They have customs, they have camouflage, whatever you're feeling, retro jerseys from any sport, go hit up the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. DM the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys. These are already half price that you're going to find on the websites. They're high quality, stitch and twill, game authentic jerseys. Go check them out. The Jersey Jungle on Instagram. All right, once again, shout out to our friends at the Jersey Jungle. Good friends of mine, always taking care of us. And uh, hopefully we'll have some giveaways coming up over the holidays. Sneaky, stay tuned for that. Again, Frank Gore behind me, Ricky Williams behind me on the Dolphins. His great season there. Uh, shouts out to our friends at the Jersey Jungle. All right, moving on with the rest of our game wraps, and then we will get out of here. Once again, I'm Sky Guasco rolling solo tonight. So I've got a lot of speaking here. Thank you for keeping up with me. It's episode 501. Episode 500 dropped yesterday with our girl Cynthia Freeland. Unbelievable. Super excited to have her on. Of course, the analytics expert in NFL media and, of course, NFL Network. So shouts out to our girl Cynthia Freeland. You can catch her on Twitter. C. Freeland. Great follow, of course. Great next-gen stats, breakdowns, and everything else on her videos. Cynthia's awesome, and we uh, appreciate her taking some time out of her very, very busy schedule to jump on with us for episode 500. We look ahead to week uh, weeks 11 and through the playoffs, look at the second half of the schedule, and Jordan and I are going to do that tomorrow night as well. Stay tuned. Okay, moving on to the Steelers and the Detroit Football Lions. Good news, Lions fans, and of course, Cynthia Freeland, Lions fan. We talked about the Lions on that episode. Look. The Lions did not lose this weekend. 
unbelievable. First game of the season, they didn't lose. Unfortunately, <laughs> they also didn't win. The rare tie in the NFL. Najee Harris came out after the game, and of course, he's a rookie from Alabama, and he was like, well, in college, we just keep going, right? And it turns into two conversions and blah, blah, next score wins or whatever. And he didn't know, apparently, that the NFL can, in fact, end in a tie. We all hate the rule. We all, I think most of us want college, you know, overtime in the NFL, but of course they don't do that because of injuries and it's jobs and the players don't want to play extra and they have to. And I get on, but um, disappointing, uh, unfortunately, but kind of funny for Najee Harris to come out and, and uh, say that, whether it's true or not. Nonetheless, the Lions and the Steelers get a tie 16 16, go all the way through regulation 16 16, go through. Overtime, can't get any more points. Game over. Big Ben out with COVID in this game. Mason Rudolph takes over. Look, Mason Rudolph not cutting the cheddar. Not getting it done. Right? Deontay Johnson got his catches. Seven catches, 83 yards. Costly fumble late, though. Pat Fryermuth had a costly fumble late, though. Because the Lions, they didn't capitalize. But the Lions had like five opportunities to win this game. And Jared Goff is terrible. They just didn't have uh, the gusto to get it done. Deion Swift, 33 carries in this one against the Steelers. 33 carries, 130 yards, three catches, and five yards. So the game plan, obviously, take the ball away from the Steelers. The Lions had an opportunity, just couldn't get it done. DeAndre Swift making it happen here. Amon Ross St. Brown, four catches, 61 yards. Goff had 114 total yards passing, which means so. Someone's going to be left out, and of course, from in a number of leagues, zero. Zero points. The rare goose egg from a top fantasy option, it happens. This week, it was TJ Hawkinson. So unfortunately, Lions don't get the win, but they also don't get the loss. And for the Steelers, this is an embarrassing loss. Even with Mason Rudolph, this defense did dominate, should have won the game, did not win the game. Steelers upended, I would consider this a loss in the locker room. I'm sure Tomlin does. But it's a tie on paper, 16-16. Okay, moving on here to the Saints and the Titans. Titans, again, squeak by in this one, but nonetheless beat another playoff caliber team. Even with Trevor Simeon, the Saints are playing very well, and you can never count out a Sean Payton-led squad. They had no Alvin Kamara in this game. They still almost beat the Titans, who, in my opinion, are the hottest team in the AFC right now. 8-2 are the Tennessee Titans. 23-21, they get the win over the Saints. Mark Ingram filling in for Alvin Kamara, 47 rushing yards, 61 receiving yards, gets a rushing touchdown. Again, I played him over Antonio Gibson this week, played him in DFS, it worked out. Then he had De uh, Deontay Harris, the wide receiver, three catches, 84 yards, right? Marquez Callaway had a decent game in this one as well, a late touchdown. And you had Johnson, Five catches and 100 yards as well. Marcus Johnson there for the Titans, right? A.J. Brown kept in check. Ryan Taylor kept in check. And I had mentioned it earlier, Deontay Foreman it was the number one running back getting all the attempts. It wasn't AP. Kind of just a crazy game, right? No Camara, no uh, Derrick Henry, unfortunately. Um, no Julio Jones, uh, who's now placed on IR. So really, and obviously my promise is done. So all the stars that we were hoping for when this schedule was made, preseason don't get it done here but nonetheless Trevor Simeon plays well but not well enough Titans get another close victory but they get the nonetheless 23 21 
All right, Panthers and Cardinals. I mentioned earlier the Panthers taking care of business here, 34 to 10. Another lopsided win here. No Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins for the second week in a row. Cam Newton traded just days ago back to, or I should say, free agent pickup trade uh, to the Carolina Panthers, of course, where he started for nine years. They're throwing touchdown on his first pass, rushing touch, and, uh, you know, you could say what you want about his attitude, his, his flamboyantness, his flair, um, celebrations, whatever. I'm not much for anybody's ego, and Cam Newton has one of the biggest egos in the NFL, but I will say, I didn't like Deion Sanders when he played for the NFL. Um, since he has gone on and he, he's now coaching, he's an analyst or whatever. And I've like gotten older and matured myself and gotten to know like what it takes to get yourself psyched up to be a professional athlete. Ricky Waters, or I'm sorry, Ricky Henderson is another guy. Um, I'm less, uh, you know, get off my lawn kind of old school about these guys. Um, egos as I used to be when I was younger. Um, and, and cam is somebody I've warmed up to in the NFL. Some guys who I think aren't warranted and they're just frankly fucking annoying. Uh, but cam is somebody who I, I think has the right stoke to get himself amped up. The fans love him. And, and my biggest thing is like, he's so great to kids, right? Every time he scores, he gives the football to a child. I'm into that, that, that alone hypes me up. The Superman stuff, you know, him, whatever, the hats, his swag, like whatever, like I've gotten used to that stuff, but um, I appreciate Cam. I, I used to kind of root against him. Um, I'm rooting for him now. I'm excited for him to come back. Hopefully he does well moving forward. For expectations, like I mentioned, in the waiver section, but Cam comes back, ignites this entire locker room and this team. I know they're without Kyler. I know they're without Hopkins, but they played very well last week against my The Cardinals did not this week, just 10 minutes against the Panthers. McCaffrey, 13 carries, 95 yards, 10 catches, 66 yards. If Cam gets the start, Christian McCaffrey is going to get peppered with targets more so than usual. We know that. But Christian McCaffrey did leave this game late with another hiccup. Could just be maintenance. We'll see if he misses any time. Or again, they could shoulder the load back on the Hubbard. We'll see what happens. But CMC gets over 150 total yards once again. James Conner does score but just 39 rushing yards on 10 carries. But again, in fantasy football, you want those touchdowns. So Cam Newton is back. Kyler is out. Hopkins out. Hopefully they come back uh, this next week after a bye, but um, we'll see what happens here. And uh, the Cardinals get upended by the Carolina Panthers. All right, we got the Minnesota Vikings and the Los Angeles Chargers. This one was surprising. Alex and I, debuted all these all these games like we always do at the end of last week and we're both Herbert fans we're both Chargers fans we both picked the Chargers to win this game Vikings came out hard hard nosed game they played well against this defense Dalvin Cook had uh 24 carries 94 yards right got it done Justin Jefferson nine catches 143 yards so love to see big games from Justin Jefferson then he had Tyler Conklin, two touchdowns. I mentioned him in the in the waiver column. You know, if you're able to get a streaming tight end who has touchdown upside, who is getting targets, yes, they're going to give you a couple weeks of three for 30. We know that. But Dalton Schultz did it. Hawkinson didn't even have a catch this week. Friermuth had a huge game two weeks ago. Didn't do anything this week. 
those streamers uh, can really be a great option. And again, if you don't go Kelsey, you don't go Kittle. This year it was Waller. Uh, 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 someone went Pitts and Hawkinson and Andrews at that top. The late round streaming tight end is definitely viable. We'll go over that again heading into next season. Herbert was quiet in this one on 95 and a uh, touchdown. And then Keenan Allen, eight catches for 98 yards. Unfortunately, my boy, Williams, not once again. 27-20, though. Surprising win for the Minnesota Vikings. Two games left. Jordan's uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And Lucas, if you're old school to the TCK, Lucas, my former co-host here, who's no longer with the program. He's off to bigger and better things. We're wishing him the absolute best. I just talked to him the other day. We're still BFFs, but he's moved on from the program. Lucas is a big Broncos fan. Broncos, huge win against Dallas two weeks ago. Lay an egg in this one. 30-13, to 13, the Eagles show up. I started the Broncos DST. I recommended the Broncos DST. But the Broncos had three offensive starting linemen out. Bobby mentioned it multiple times in the Sunday Live show. It mattered in this one, unfortunately. Now, Jordan Howard, 12 carries, 83 yards. Oh, Goddard, hurt in this one, possibly concussed. We'll have to monitor that one next week or heading into next week or this week, I should say. And Devonta Smith, four catches, 66 yards and a two touchdowns. A hell of a grab. If you haven't seen it yet on the highlights, absolutely fantastic. Jalen hurts gets it done and they get the win. That's what the Philadelphia Eagles need. Jalen hurts to play well and get the win. They do that 30, 13 over the Broncos. Melvin Gordon gets his obligatory touchdown, nine carries, just 45 yards, but he gets it done there. So the Eagles, a huge win over the Broncos to stay alive in that NFC East. Now the Cowboys are running away with it this year, but that wild card's nasty, right? You got the Seahawks uh, who lost again this week, three and six. You got the the, the 49ers, you got the, the Falcons, right? Who are up and down. A lot of teams in the NFC that we can't really count on. So if the Eagles can make a little bit of a run here, we'll see what happens. All right, final game, everybody. We're almost there. Seahawks and the Packers, the return of Russell Wilson, the return of Aaron Rodgers, 17 zip. The Packers get a huge shutout at home in Lambeau. We had four inches of snow outside of the stadium, but it was cleared. We mentioned that Sunday morning. Not going to be a factor. A little bit of wind. Rodgers didn't do much. He did enough. Seven catches for 78 yards for our boy Devontae Adams. But Russell Wilson, yikes, right? Russell Wilson doing nothing. Tyler Lockett, therefore, doing nothing. DK Metcalf doing nothing. Shut out. By the, uh, by the Packers or the Seattle Seahawks. Alex Collins was Bobby's start of the week at running back. These guys are going to bounce back, but the Packers getting healthy in that secondary, healthy up front. Aaron Rodgers is back in that offense. Played much, much better. Now, I mentioned A.J. Dillon for the first five minutes of the episode here. 21 carries, 66 yards on the ground, and two rushing touchdowns. Two catches, 62 more receiving yards. Okay, 108 total yards on 21 carries and two catches, 23 touches, and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones sprained his MCL. Could be out one to two weeks. I went over all this in the beginning of the episode. But again, A.J. Dillon is a must-have. Get him on waivers, number one waiver claim, 50% of fab or more, and go try to get him in a trade if you possibly can. Might be short-lived, but I think it's long-term. And look, we Derrick Henry in the playoffs. Big body, hard to stop when it gets cold, snow and Lambo in the playoffs. Love A.J. Dillon moving forward. Get ahead of it while you can, but it might be uh, time running out here on A.J. Dillon. Hold Aaron Jones. I think he'll be back for the playoff run, and you should be just fine. Once again, Seattle Seahawks fall. The Green Bay Packers, Russ should be just fine moving forward, but a tough emergence here after that um, 
pin gets out of his finger. So we'll see what happens. Packers back on top though. Whoo. Got it in everybody. Thank you for hanging out with me. <laughs> that was a lot. We had the week 11 waiver wire ads and we had the week 10 game recaps, put two episodes into one, got it within the hour. I appreciate everybody hanging out with me. Once again, shouts out to our sponsors here. We got care factor shouts out to the Jersey jungle as well. And I want to make sure uh, everybody is checking out our Sunday live show, Start Sitch Trade Talks, Sunday morning, every single Sunday from 7 to 10 a.m. West Coast time, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. East Coast time. Me and the boys, full group, three hours of kickoff here. Make sure you hit us up there as well. We have just a couple of comments, so I'll get to them very quickly. Um, we want to get to, let's see, just traded Kelsey Lockett and Chris Carson for James Robinson and Hollywood Brown. What are your thoughts? Um, if you got Lockett, Carson and Kelsey, I love it. If you got Robinson and Hollywood Brown, I do not. I'm sorry. Lockett's going to be fine. Carson's going to come back and Kelsey's Kelsey. Hopefully you got that end of the deal. Next one. Can you help me? I'm the one seed in a Cuba heavy point league. My team is on a three-game losing streak. I have Brady, Cooks, Jacobs, Hawkins, uh, Hopkins, Judy, Ayuk, Pitts, and Julio. Um, Luke. I'm happy to help you. What can I help you with? Do you need a trade? Like, what are you looking for here? Brady's going to be fine moving forward. I would look to move off of Cooks if you can, move off of Judy if you can, move off of Julio if you can on game brand because he's going to be probably done for the – not done, like not going to play again this season, but just not going to be very active. Hawkins has been troubling. Move off of Jacobs if you can. Um, it's tough, man. You got good names and you have a good floor and good uh, a body of a roster, but no real – pop players i would package a number of those guys because they give a good trade value with all these guys package a couple of them move off to move up if you possibly can right like a jacobs and like a judy um for like antonio gibson or something go try to do that right go try to go try to move up get yourself another quarterback just in case you need somebody else all right wolf warrior last question here just traded away jalen hurts for Pittman jr what do you think i have brady full ppr traded away Pittman, if you need a wide receiver, good move. You have Brady. I love Jalen Hurts, obviously, but if you can stomach Brady moving forward and you needed Pittman, I give it a thumbs up. I have Aaron Jones here, uh, Zeke, and David Montgomery. I think you're just fine, Wolf Warrior there. I need a trade to help uh, wide receivers due to Hopkins injury and Jacobs inconsistency. Exactly. So, again, I just gave you a package. I would do Judy and Jacobs for maybe Gibson. Um, Look to get uh, uh, AJ Dillon for one of those guys, maybe, and uh, be short lived. I think you'd be just fine. All right, everybody, I got to get out of here. Long one for me. I got to catch my breath. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in here. Episode 501. If you missed episode 500 with Cynthia Freeland, our special guest, NFL analytics expert, dial it back one episode, and you can check out my 20 minute expert uh, rankings for the second half of the schedule. And we'll get into episode 02 next week. Or I'm sorry, next week, tomorrow, next episode. I apologize. I'm losing my mind now going here for an hour straight. Jordan and I will be with you tomorrow previewing the second half. And then Buck and Bob and Levy, I think, making a special appearance midweek. They're going to do the same thing on Wednesday night. So go check out our next couple of episodes. This episode and all episodes of the DCK Pod have been brought to you by betonline.ag. Make sure you check out the promo code at the beginning of the show and download their mobile app for all of your online sports betting needs. And, of course, the Believe Podcast Network. You can find this podcast and 300 more sports 
specific podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We are your one-stop shop for fantasy football, though. So go give us a download, give us a like, and a subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on the TCK Pod. Rolling solo tonight. Thank you for hanging out with me for the Week 11 waiver ads and Week 10 game recaps. I'm going to go catch my breath. Enjoy the rest of your night. Go Niners, and I'll catch you next episode. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.